Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. I'm your host, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. We also have John Bosch at John Bosch FF, but someone apparently partied a little too hard on his President's Day weekend uh, vacation that Kane Fissell is not here. I'm just kidding. He actually doesn't feel well. I don't want to put any bad rumors out there that maybe he's irresponsible in his life decisions. I don't I can't say that. I don't want to put that out there. But it is going to be a two-man show today, and bonus, it's usually three hosts, three players, but since it's just the two of us, I figured why not just do two players each? It'll probably, hopefully, work out to the same amount of time, but it'll be just as fun, and that's what's really important, at least for me. John wants to actually learn things, but I don't know. Ew. Gross. But we use the Dynasty Trade Calculator to talk about player values and Today, we got all positions instead of just three out of four of the skill positions that matter. And we're going to start with QB as always. And I want to start talking about a player that I think I might be just way too in on. And I, I'm very curious to see what John has to say, because I don't know if we've ever really even talked about this guy. And that guy is Justin Fields. I was a fan of him coming in. I know the whole Ohio State quarterback is like a thing that people like to stay away from, kind of like USC quarterbacks, because, I mean, have we had a good one since Carson Palmer? I don't think so. And even Carson took like 16 years in the league before he really paid off. That wasn't his fault. I know. I still remember Kimo von Olhoffen was the guy on the Steelers who rolled over onto his leg. Thanks. And I Thanks. remember. Thanks, I Russ. Remember good times. That. Yeah. Thank you. Who day, baby? Who definitely day? needed to have that memory brought back up to start the show. Finally, for once, it's me making you cry instead of the other way around. First, I'm told to I have to do more work because Kane wanted to sleep in or something like that. And now you bring up that memory. Someone has to make someone miserable on this show. And since Kane isn't here to do it to me, I guess it's me going back to you. So Justin Fields comes in a little over the 101. Fields is 34.3 points. The 101 is 32 I was not going to take the time to find out what was worth 2.3 points because we wouldn't even care about it anyway. So my question to you, John, is would you add a little bit to the 101 to get Justin Fields? Yes. <laughs> not not a terribly lot, but uh, I do want Fields over, at this point, Malik Willis, who that's the 101 in Superflex. I want Fields above him. So yeah, I would give a little bit more. Um, uh, probably not like an early second, but I might even throw in a late second in this draft. A third feels like, you know, if that's the value difference, I would give a third. That's, that's not even a question. So yeah, yeah I want fields My over Willis. was going to be mid second. Cause that seems like a Ooh. safe and easy, like call it the two Oh six. Would you give the two Oh six on top of the one Oh one? I mean, I would, I'll probably, tell you that right now. Yeah. I mean, probably. I do like Fields as as a bit of a Buckeye fan, you know. Obviously, that homerism. Uh, I don't think it's just homerism. I, I think Fields is a good quarterback. I, yeah. I I like him. I think Chicago can't get worse. <laughs> can't get worse. <laughs> That's probably a good way to put it. But I, I don't think he was really utilized well in his rookie year. I I think that's the best way to put it. 
So I think he's got room for improvement. And even when we we did see some, you know, some good from him, mm-hmm. even in what was, I mean, it was just a terrible circumstance. It was, it was awful. Yes. Like Chicago was terrible. So I, I think he's going to have a much better sophomore season than he did for rookie season. I'm looking forward to that. I would like to have Fields on my roster over the 101. All right. So I grabbed a list of people that are all similarly valued and similarly aged. I, I, at first I threw like Matt Stafford and I think maybe it was like Russell Wilson. I didn't put Aaron Rodgers on there because that's just way too much. But then I'm like, mm, I know someone will be able to uh, someone. You. I would take fields but, over all those, by the way. Yeah, I know. But would be able to say, well, they're close. So give me the age as a tiebreaker. And I, I just wanted that out of the way. So here is my list of players. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Malik Willis. Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. Now, I know we just talked about the 101 and most likely Malik Willis being the 101, but I was curious just to see where that did rank in with the rest of these players we are talking about. So I really, I'm I'm taking a little bit of a twofer of an information grab out of your brain on this one. Yeah, I think that, I think we basically did this list uh, a little bit ago, but we had, we didn't really have uh, the, uh, senior bowl stuff yet. So Malik Willis was not involved in this list at that point. I don't think. Nope. Um, all right. I, I'm ready to go. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> yes, that's, that's probably only funny to, you know, us. No one, not even us. Yeah. Not even us. All right. So Trevor Lawrence still going to come in first on my list. Uh, Trey Lance second, Justin Fields third. I'm going to put Hertz there at fourth and then make the tier break. <laughs> uh, but these guys are all really, really close. It's not a big, big tier. Mac Jones at fifth and Malik at, at sixth on my list. So something interesting just happened. I somehow got a little higher on Hertz than you did. Was I not higher? Was I not? Oh, like I feel like this is where I've had him in the past. I feel like I had him lumped with Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and... Trey Lance in the past. Yeah. I know we've talked about him, but yeah, I mean, it's a tier for sure, but I, I mean, I have hurts first on this list. Wow. I mean, I've bought into the fact that he's at least the starter next year. And of those players mentioned, he's fantasy wise head and shoulders above what we've seen from the rest of them. And yeah, but it's the off season, Russ and potential, potential, potential. Yeah. But also (laughs) sell the idea that the Eagles, are most likely not trading him away at this point. They still have three firsts, which means, fingers crossed, they can spend two of those on hopefully an offensive lineman and a wide receiver. So I can easily weave and knit a story together of that offense really getting better. And knowing their identity, unlike they did at the beginning of last season, working that all together, and Jalen Hurts scoring even better. And again, like you said, this is all completely made up. It's all hypothetical, in which case, if I can successfully weave that story to someone, I think I can get more value than if I just say, man, Urban Meyer, am I right? <laughs> which, don't get me wrong, that is huge. Urban yeah, Meyer and Matt Nagy. That's actually all you have to say. <laughs> exactly. So, But I still think I have Hurts first. And if anything, if I don't want to flip these players – I feel safest starting hurts when it comes down to starting or 
I think if anything, I can push them for similar value. If anything, selling the idea of the points that Hertz will score. And I just said, if anything, a whole lot of times, and I'm going to try not to do that. I have Justin Fields at two, Trevor Lawrence at three, Trey Lance at four. I think that was the same tier that you had those first four players. Yeah, I, I believe that four was a tier for me. I actually have Malik Willis over Mac Jones. And honestly, it's really just because of the potential ceiling. Of, yeah. Of Malik Willis. And the fact that we know there's not much of a ceiling for Mac Jones. Like Mac Jones will be that insanely safe QB2. And that's cool. That's fine. You need that. But like you said, right now, that's not helpful on your roster. Malik Willis, especially if he does get drafted in the first half of the NFL draft, which we assume is most likely going to happen, and if he goes to a team that is somewhat set already, because, again, a lot of teams have multiple picks. So if he goes at the 10-ish mark, he's not going to the worst team, which makes you feel better about his landing spot. So I think there's a lot you can sell to someone to get Mac Jones Plus. That's... I mean, that's just sort of why I, to me, like you said, they're kind of same tier to me because I think sending the one-on-one for Mac Jones, while it feels rich, I can absolutely see it happening, but I would, I would just, in my head, I'm painting a very beautiful ornate picture of Malik Willis being a top 10 fantasy quarterback, not because of his actual talent, but because of his leg talent. Yeah. I don't know if he has top 10. Uh, but I, I think he can be, I think he'll be solid enough, you know, like similar to Mac Jones with a higher ceiling, like you said. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he has the same, I don't think he ever has the same value ceiling that Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields have. Like those, those guys ceiling started higher. So it just stays higher. That's just, that's just what happens when you're talking about value in fantasy football. It's Jalen Hurts has been trying to get up there because he started pretty low and that's probably honestly why he's still (laughs) at the bottom of that tier for me is because no matter what there will always remain a little bit of a knock on him because his value didn't start as high as everybody else's um you did mention that like you're not worried about him getting or you don't think he'll get traded or or whatever i I don't care if hurts does get traded like to me i don't care what team he's on (laughs) I'm okay. Go trade for him. He'll be a starting quarterback somewhere else. I think that's a very fair point. I just, we've seen him do well in this system. So I'd be happier if he stayed in this system is where my mind was going with that. I think, I think he's got, if somebody's trading for him, they're trading for him to run an offense that will put him in the system where he can succeed. If that makes sense. Or it's Seattle and they're just taking what they can get because they're getting multiple firsts along with it. Well, okay. I mean, I would be okay watching him out in Seattle too, because then then they could Seattle could go with their run the ball and he could be part of it, which is fine I, by me. I've been saying for a while I would love it. You know, I, I'm ready for a full reboot in Seattle. So let Russ go, open up all that cap space, and they need a quarterback that could run for their lives, and Jalen Hurst could do that. <laughs> yeah, he could. That that would be that would be fun. But so like him being traded as of zero concern to me. He'll be a starting quarterback in 2022. Uh, I think all of these guys are starting quarterbacks 2022, 2023. You know, at that point, then. uh, It would take something really bad for like Lawrence and Field. (sighs) And Trey Lance would have to look so garbage for them not to be started. I think all these guys, that's that's the end of their 
honeymoon period though. Like they all have 2022 and 2023. Yeah. Unless, you know, significant injury or something like that. But then if they haven't proved it by then, then that's the point where they basically become just zero value. It, it, it'll drop it would drop that quickly, unfortunately. It would basically be Marks Mariota, who was oh. extremely valuable, and then all of a sudden was nothing. I love <laughs> he, that guy. he was on waiver wires. All right, quick question before we move on to your running back. Let's pretend we, we live in a world where Jalen Hurts finishes as a top eight fantasy quarterback, but also the Eagles do pretty well, and he looks we'll just say better because everyone's biggest concern including mine for a long time was that he won't start because he's not a good real life quarterback and that matters a bit in dynasty value because we want to feel safe we want to feel like his position is secured so let's pretend he does enough to make us feel secure in his security do you think his value jumps up to top five-ish quarterback top five probably not uh, but I think it would rise from where it is right now. He's probably where, where, where does DTC have him? I'm guessing like 12, somewhere in that back end first range. Uh, but like he, he's not going to top Josh Allen, he's not going to top Mahomes, he's probably not going to be not Tyler, probably yeah. not Herbert. So that, that's why that's why I threw five, probably not Burrow, probably not oh, Lamar. Fair. Like, yeah, so I mean, like his peak, he, he's already pretty valuable. I don't, I don't think Fields. Um, can can really break that same that that amount either. I think Lance can because people just freaking love the possibility of Trey Lance, and if he balls out, like it's going to skyrocket his his value. Uh, I honestly don't think Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he can really get. I don't think Trevor Lawrence could ever be the quarterback one in Superflex. Like it's just not going to happen in Jacksonville because he will always be the quarterback of Jacksonville. <laughs> so, so like, so even if he's really, really good, like it's going to be, well, you could have Mahomes in Kansas city or Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. You could have Josh Allen in Buffalo versus Trevor Lawrence in uh, Jacksonville. So like, that's always going to be a little help, a little bit of a holdback on him. Unfortunately, the, the top of the quarterback tier right now is just really, really good. So I don't really think old, young. they are, they're all young. So I don't think anybody really has a chance to, it's going to take a lot to get into that top five. I don't think Hertz can, I don't think Hertz can ever get there either. He's our, his value is already lower at the start. So I don't think it could ever get to top five value at quarterback. Seven is Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and then Hertz at 11. Okay. So he's back in one. I, I mean, I, I think that, I think that back half of, of quarterback one, like that's a valuable, valuable, valuable player in position. Uh, yeah. Quarterback's just kind of deep at the top. So it's tough to, it's tough to crack that. Yeah, that is a very fair point. All right. So let's move on to your running back. Who you got for us today? Joe Mixon. I'm glad you're doing this. Okay, good. Let's I go. have never wanted Joe Mixon. Never wanted to invest in Joe Mixon. Now he's getting old, <laughs> right? I mean, he's old for a running back. Um, I think his value is, was, was starting to get a little bit to the point, or at least I thought it was, that's what made me look for him was, Ooh, what could I get? What would it take for me to go and acquire Joe Mixon now? He's still expensive. He's still expensive. He is still expensive. Uh, so maybe a little surprised, but he comes in basically 
right between the 101 and the 102. Uh, so you have to like add a third to Joe Mixon to get to the 101. You have to add a third to the 102 to get to Joe Mixon. So would you pay either of those picks straight up for Joe Mixon, Russ? The answer should probably be the 102 for sure. But man, I just don't like trading for running backs. That's so rough. Like you could just take Brees Hall. But I think Joe Mixon is probably better and in a better yeah. situation. But he's older. Yeah. How many years you got left on Joe Mixon? I mean, I, I think you got at least two. Uh, I think you have one, and you're hoping for two. Well, value-wise... he's a running back. Value-wise, one. Production, yeah. I will hope on two. Which and is gotta, kind of the same for Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, that's also very fair. No, that, that's not true. You have two to three on him. because he's yeah, a, but At least now, <laughs> right now, we know. So, like, we know his situation. We know how good that offense is. So, I to me, I probably would if I magically had the 102 on a competing team and I, we hit August somehow and I still have the 102. <laughs> you haven't you know, done your rookie draft yet. Then, come, yeah, all, I, come August, would you trade Brees Hall for Joe Mixon if your team is competing? Most come likely. September. What about September? You're already you're, – you're we're in week three or four. At that point, would you do it? Yeah, honestly, probably yes. If I'm competing, I will absolutely trade up for the points. So why not do it now? Because so many things can go wrong in the next six, seven months. And running backs, uh, the fun of running backs. And they'll find a way to do it. Like, Would you consider it all the 101? Say it again? Would you consider it all the 101? No, because I would want more. Because it's the 101. Not really taking this year's 101, you know, in heavy quotes, value into it. But just the 101 in general, I don't want to send that for a running back. Yeah, if it's a super flex league, I want that young wide receiver or quarterback and figure it out from there. I don't really want to spend that on Joe Mixon. <laughs> like, if anything, I want to add the one to the 101 to go get Jonathan Taylor or something yeah. like that. Joe Mixon is that weird spot of, no, I don't think so. Well, speaking of that weird spot, uh, I know I am king of don't bring long lists. Um, but you brought long lists. I brought a long list. <laughs> I couldn't decide where to cut where to cut it off at. I, I get it. I that's like, what happens to me all the time. And, and as I try to do this ranking of my list, I I still I'm just like this is a big. It's eight running backs. There's one that I think is clearly at the bottom for me, but other people like this running back a whole lot more. I struggled with even cutting the list, but let's get to that list. Let's do it. So we have Austin Eckler. Christian McCaffrey, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb, and J.K. Dobbins. Oof, that's a list. That is a list. And I it's running am... back, so like it's always, always good to have running back if you're competing. It's never good to have running back if you're not competing. So I we don't do... even get to say, we don't even have to do that. I am doing a mock for ADP and it's super flex. I got da Dalvin Cook at the 502. Oh my gosh. That's funny. He comes in seventh on my list, but and I still I got, feel like he's pretty valuable. And I got Kamara at the end of the fourth. I'm like, why are you making me take running oh backs? What is this? <laughs> I Don't feel like Kamara was above on this list, but honestly, at this point, I, I 
I wouldn't be shocked if people would swap Kamara out for Mixon one for one. They probably will because they get they're so unknown, so much yeah. unknown with Kamara right now that it feels so safe to. to if he misses Mixon. four games or you know more or less, well, like you said, it's unknown. But that's a lot of games that come right off the bat of a of a running back. What's really surprising to me on this list, I'm having a hard time not putting McCaffrey first, and that's I not put him me. first. I put him first. Like usually, like especially CMC, I'll fade a bit because I think his value has to be hit with missing so much time. And with the extra game and all of that stuff, it's hard to believe he's walking away with a 99% touch rate again, especially when Chuba showed he's pretty good. But still, I got to put him up there at one. I am going to put Javante at two, not because I think he belongs there, but because the world has shown he belongs there. (laughs) I would trade Javante for almost any of these other running backs plus whatever the difference is. <laughs> like get because I think the difference is getting wider for some reason. And I would rather have any of these other running backs plus a second yeah. than Javante. I like I knew from from like halfway through the season last year that Javante was going to accidentally be a top five running back, but he's it's already crazy. top three. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, at three, I will put my personal preference in the way and take Austin Eckler because I love that guy. I don't care that he's like 36 already. I have Eckler at three also. Excellent. Uh, Mixon at four. Uh, so Mixon, Mixon and Javante are the words were different. I have those two flip-flopped in my order. Yeah, I, I've always been a fan of Mixon's talent and the fact that he finally put it together with a healthy year, it makes me a little giddy about it. Plus, who day, baby? And, you know, I want parts of that offense. Obviously. Uh, all right. So I'm going to put Dalvin at five. This next one stuff. I think I'm going to go Dobbins at six, Chubb at seven, Acres at eight. Oh, man. You have Acres all the way down there. I think Acres showed enough. He showed enough that he's healthy that, like, I feel better about him. Granted, I, I, no, don't I get me wrong. I do feel I good about Acres. And honestly, Acres <laughs> is one of the few people on this list I would probably try to acquire even now. Because I think the more time goes on, his price will go up. Yeah. But I I can go to someone and be like, you watched the Super Bowl, right? No, no, no. I'm not talking about rushing. No one rushed well. Who did they throw the ball to out of the backfield when they crossed the line of scrimmage? Daryl Henderson every single time. Just saying. Just saying. Because it's probably going to be Akers once he gets more healthy. Or that healthier. Bengals offense uh, rely on in key points. That was like Mixon had to be hurt, right? But that's not the kind of for now. Nope, I don't think so. Unfortunately, why do you put some JP right out there? But again, not for now. Like the bottom of that, I wouldn't be sad with any of it. I love Dobbins. I'm all in. I love Nick Chubb. Man, I wish they would just throw him the ball like four times a game. Like give me something to look forward to, but they don't. And then Dalvin, man, I'll ride that train to the end at this point with how cheap he's getting. So I'm fine with that. Like I, like you said, now's the time where, yeah, so like Dalvin's getting to that point where the one stud running back is attainable and still producing like it, but people just don't care. They, they want youth. They want value. And it feels weird for me to even say this at some point, just go score points. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that for the next seven months, Russ. Come on now. I, but still, non-point scoring season. They're not they're they're not bringing in a running back. Even if they move Kirk Cousins, it doesn't matter because Dalvin's going to get the ball that much. And 
no one behind him is good enough to like really significantly take touches away. And they're not drafting a running back right now. They already have way too many young running backs on their team that bringing in another one would just be silly at this point. And I cross my fingers at the hope of somewhat, somewhat logical GMing. I think that is what I like about this tier is I don't think any of these players are in for a massive situation change. Javante is the maybe, maybe not. Like, we're not sure what's going to happen. And it's not even Melvin him. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Melvin it's Gordon. Not, it's it, not even it, him. It, it hinges on what the Broncos decide to do with uh, Melvin Gordon, which, you know, honestly, I don't even care if they bring him back. Javante's better. So yes. I, I still am a believer that better does win out, even though I am always the coaches make stupid decisions and they tell us what we should know and we have to follow them. You know, at this point, like I kind of have to think th there's always a little part of me that thinks sometimes like rational coaching will win out. Yes, it never does. It never, ever, ever does. The expectation of rational coaching. I still love that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's Sigmund Bloom. I think it's so as well. Yeah, Fantastic. And it's funny that it's caught on so much as a joke that that's just not how things work. Uh, I do. I have Chubb at but the bottom of my list. And like I said, I had Dalvin Cook seventh. I went into this thinking I wanted to acquire Mixon. I came out of this list thinking, I think I actually want to acquire Dalvin Cook. Yep. <laughs> because right. I think he is going to be, he's going to be cheaper than Mixon. He's going to be yep. way cheaper than Javante. He's yep. going to be cheaper than uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be cheaper mm -hmm. than probably Akers or Dobbins because they have the youth on mm -hmm. him even though it's not really like that much. I mean, he's probably uh, pretty equal to Akers at this point. Dobbins might be more. Like, I, so I think I want to acquire Dalvin Cook after looking at this list. It, it is strange. And, you know, we both hate running backs. So yeah. it's hard for me to ever try to rank a running back and find something that intrigues me to the point where I want to go make a trade offer. Trading for trading for Dalvin right now, still terrifying. Yes. But like if 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 it only costs me like, I mean I'd probably give up. In superflex, a late first would be an easy. A mid first would be yeah probably. Uh, I'm sitting do here. Do I want? Do like I want the pick that would give me Brees Hall or Dalvin like Dalvin Cook? Probably gonna take Brees Hall. So but like 104, 105, yeah like I'd probably give that for Dalvin Cook. And right now MFL just rolled over everybody. Yep. <laughs> you should see your pick order it shouldn't say 2022 first round pick from john's team name here it should say 10 something and if when not, that person tell gets your commissioner to get on his job <laughs> hey some of my leagues aren't rolled over yet either russ not all of mine are either stop now <laughs> <laughs> but getting that inbox message of the 104 or the 105 yep. like there's an effect to that a lot of people don't make trades until things roll over because they don't feel like looking up where the pick is. I mean, and don't look in the comments when you tell them. <laughs> yeah, people are lazy. So now is the time that I think you can, I think those running backs are attainable. You know, the, the Dalvin yep. Cook. I, I might kick the tires on Joe Mixon, but I think he's more expensive. And so yep. I, I, I think I'm going to have Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go for him more. All right, so we're moving on to wide receiver. And this is a guy that I have – you get a lot of trade questions about this guy. You get a lot of, man, what is his value? Because it's one of those things where production versus low draft capital, not great offense. 
I, I mm. love watching John trying to figure out who I'm talking about. I am very much trying to figure out who this is. He's been been productive. He's in a bad offense, and he was drafted low. He is the one man that I exclude from my hashtag because I insert one word in there to purposely exclude him. Hashtag oh, yeah. team comes in big white. Yeah, I know your I, I know your team Clemson, but I don't know. You know I don't know colleges. So. Yeah. So we're talking about Hunter Renfro. Oh yes. Okay. Like this guy scores points even with a healthy healthy Darren Waller. He was still scoring points. He was still getting at least equal targets to Waller, which is pretty darn good because even Hurt Waller was getting like eight to ten targets. So like to me. What should you be willing to pay for a guy that is quote unquote undervalued, but will everyone knows will still probably be scoring a decent amount of points? I'm not giving a first for him. <laughs> I don't surprised. think I don't think anybody is. I was surprised to see DTC has him exact equal to 111. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I it's just it, I know. This would have to be an on-the-clock trade for me. If I have the 111, my t- I earned the 111, and those few wide receivers that I believe have that ceiling of being the guy are gone. I'm like, do I take a risk on a guy who at best will be a wide receiver too? Or trade for a 26-year-old who has shown that he could be a super solid wide receiver too and give you a couple of ballooned weeks? Yeah. I think I would send the 111 for Hunter Renfro. I would ask for like a third back at least just to see, you know, what a little bit I can get back. Maybe throw me like a Jalen Guyton or some weird, really young prospect that maybe I like or something. That was just the first thing that came to mind. Not that I actually have any feelings towards Jalen Guyton, but like that, that's kind of what I feel. I think if at the time at the draft, I got there, I think I would make that trade. I, I I can't do it. I, I'm not giving a first for him, and I and I know that that's you know I wouldn't have given even in season, like as I'm going down the stretch, and his cost probably was a you know a 2022 first. We would have gotten him easily. Yep. I would give a second for him easily. Yes, um, but I don't think anybody's going to want a second for him because exactly. they might as well just use him then. Uh, I'm, I'm trying That's to pull up. Like, I know we've got some rookie ADP now from our buddies over at DLF since we don't have Kane. So I'm trying to get to it. I think like, yeah, we're looking at like the, the George Pickens, David Bell area for, for this. I'm going to, I'm like, going to want telling me to choose between like either. David Bell and Hunter Renfro. I'm just going to take Hunter Renfro. Cause you're I'll hoping see. for Hunter Renfro from David Bell. Like George, yeah, Pickens, but, I know that there's people that have a, think that he has a higher ceiling, so I get that. Yes. Like I would probably take Pickens over Renfro, but like I said, if you if by the time you get to the 111, if those guys you personally believe in, or at least think have that much higher of a value grab than Hunter Renfro will, I would just take Renfro at that point. Yeah, I, I just can't. I don't feel like I'm gonna have. I, I feel like that just really limits the ceiling. And we're talking, I'm sorry, I was looking at regular. If we're talking super flex, I think we're definitely, then we're probably talking the Chris Olave uh, range. And I want Chris Olave easily over Hunter Renfro. Yeah. It's still that still similar, that same range. So, yeah, I mean, the there's range. a chance David Bell, uh, George Pickens all come in, all come right in there. 
I want any of those. I think all of them have higher value upside than Hunter Renfro. This is this kind of goes back to what we talked about before. We're like, look, Hunter Renfro, no matter what he does, he's not going to gain in value. <laughs> like, he's just straight up not. He had a great season. Mm-hmm. And I think you would struggle to get a first for him. I know you're saying you would give a first for him. But very, you don't seem you don't very seem like, situationally specific. Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem like overwhelmed, <laughs> like, yes, I'll give a first for Hunter Renfro. So, like, this is the cap. Yeah, he's but not also, gonna, he's not gonna well, go after up. our draft of 2022. You're not getting a 23 first for most of these wide receivers we're taking in the first. I mean, there's a chance that one or two of them in the late first could look good and get you a 2023. I would take a 2023 first overall. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. You give me random 2023 first. I mean, God, at this point, those things are already ridiculous. Now that we've rolled over, uh, I, I it, it's already extremely valuable. And everybody already wants the 2023 first. We all get it. Uh, like, that's so far above Hunter Renfro's value. It's ridiculous. Uh, a 2023 right. second might be more appealing than the 111 or the 112. Wow. Honestly. Okay. that That's a combination conversation for another day. Let's get into this list because it is a very weird okay. list. We didn't even get to the list yet, Chief. Nope. Yep. Got to move it along. Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Rondale Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Renfro, Mike Williams, and Michael Thomas. God, Michael Thomas is on this list that's just and i and it deservedly because i don't know where to put him um, exactly that's that's honestly the reason i left him on there <laughs> he should be the top of the list or the bottom of the list nowhere like, in between no in between yep um yeah i'm gonna have to find a way to put him somewhere in between now. uh so he's not the last on my list i will tell you that who do i like i need to pick a least or a best out of this Unfortunately, let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven. I think I've got to put Rondell at seven, which is a shame because I, I really did like his potential, and I think it's still there. But it wasn't um, his rookie season didn't give me the confidence that I had hoped I would have in him after his rookie season. That is uh, also why I put Rondell at seven. Oh, okay. That's a shame. I mean, like he if he comes out and has a couple of good games, though, like if they Absolutely. use him early, he, he yeah. will spike. Of course, that probably hinges on Kyler Murray being the quarterback there. And what the hell's when going on there? Instagram uh, tells me he might not be. I don't know. That's I just that feels weird that that's even in consideration. Um, I'm so I'm starting at the bottom and I'm going to the top. Okay. I think. Now I'm kind of deciding between Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, and uh, Mike Williams. Like that, so that must be a tier in my brain because those are the three I'm looking at, trying to figure out. This is the process spoken out loud as I do it, folks. <laughs> how to figure out how I value people, and it it gets really challenging when they're this tight. So Hunter Williams or Hunter Renfro feels like the the safest, the 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 highest floor. Mm-hmm. guy on this list as we've discussed doesn't feel like the highest ceiling guy but i think he's going to be the top of this tier for me uh so what does that make him four that makes him four 
I'm going to gamble, put Michael Thomas in the middle, and I'm going to shoot for a little bit of that possible upside. <laughs> and I'm going to put Mike Williams at six. I really don't care how you flip the mics, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, order them however you want. Hunter Renfro is above them just because of the consistency. And I know his situation. It's not gonna, I don't think it's going to get a lot better. I don't think it's going to get worse, though. <laughs> so I'll put him there. Uh, so that leaves Amari, Judy, and Juju. By the way, three guys that I just absolutely love all of them. Yep. Absolutely. All, all of them. Huh. I think it goes Amari, Judy, Juju for me. I think that's the list. So I, I think Amari comes out number one on this list, um, which, sure. Okay. So Amari, Judy, Juju, Hunter Renfro, right smack dab in the middle, Michael, then Michael, <laughs> and then Rondell Moore. So my list is the exact same as yours. Are you serious? Yeah. Is that how you, did you get to it in the same fashion? No. Uh, I I mean, I went from top to bottom and I really stopped and I thought, what are ceilings? What are yeah. everything? And I, I, yeah, I ended up the same thing. I have Mike Williams over Michael Thomas, but I really couldn't care. And that's, I really just put my bias in there. You know, I put the fact that I like Mike Williams and I'm like, okay, that'll make him go there then. But otherwise, literally exactly the same. I love Amari Cooper. No one ever, no one seems to. But Jerry Judy at two, because again, I love that guy. Juju at three, because again, I love that guy. And then I put Hunter at four, because like you said before, that's a bit of a tier. And Hunter is the safest. So I'm like, okay, let me just put him there. Yeah. Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, Rondell Moore. Again, Rondell Moore can find his way up into like the one, two area of this list with like two, three straight good games. Yeah. It wouldn't take much. But right now, that's that's just sort of where we are. Honestly, one good game from him. <laughs> like, seeing anything. A preseason game where he just looks good, uh, runs some good routes, gets a few catches, and makes a break, you know, breaks off a big run out of the backfield or something. And I mean, that's what like, happened before last season. They yeah. started using him interestingly in the preseason, and yeah. all of a sudden he jumped up to being worth a first plus. Yeah. So I mean it could happen again. It, it, it's not hard. He's volatile. He's the, probably the most volatile player on this list. He could be worth nothing a year from now yeah. and on waiver wires, or it could actually be worth the first. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that he could have that much of a, a swing. Real it, quick, really just is. because it was really funny that, you know, I got stuck on that saying Hunter Renfro or David Bell on DTC's rankings. They are right next to each other. Oh, nice. Very nice. So that's probably fair. I'll, I'll typically gamble for the younger guy and hope to hit the guy that I have the, that has a bigger ceiling. And right now, everybody that's younger has a higher ceiling. That's just how it is. Yeah. It, it might, it's not right. And I understand we fail more than we succeed in guessing at which players to draft. But when you do succeed, the payout is worth so much more than just continuing to try and play it safe. So you really can't like, if you're just trying to play average, you end up, you know, average. So you have to take big swings a lot of times. There are some leagues I would love to be average in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, You know what? So Hunter Renfro was, what was he like, the 111 you said? Yeah. I'd give the 111 easily for Amari or Judy. Juju, I probably would as well. I would. I don't know if you even have to anymore, though. I. That's why I, that's why I was a little hesitant. Because I think he would actually be a little bit cheaper. Yeah, like I, a, a I, like a couple of seconds, couple of seconds. Two hundred one and two hundred nine. Yeah, like, I'll do that. You know, Rondell Moore in a late <laughs> second 
for yeah. ju- probably gets you juju probably Easily. really easily. There's definitely a few people that would do that straight. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so let's move right, on so to I'm marking names. Dalvin, this is why I want all my commissioner stuff done so that I can yeah. go start <laughs> you, so I can start running my teams as a manager. <laughs> marking that... down Juju. God, of course, I want to acquire Juju. I've always wanted to. Yeah, problem He's... is, I have him on most teams where <laughs> he would fit. Already. That's probably true, too. All right, so hit us with your bombshell of tight ends. He's Luth, as the footballers would say, the fantasy footballers, that is. Pat Fryermuth. The Muth is Luth. The Muth. Yes. Looking at tight ends, you know, it's always disgusting, and there's always the clear top tier. And then there's the question of what the hell do we do from here? What the hell is going on out there? Uh, Pat Fryermuth. He had a really nice rookie season. Yep. I think if you had him, you probably started him every Except single week. Yeah. And like <laughs> just slotting in a starting tight end is. A value beyond points. Yes. Feeling that <laughs> no safety of like, I could just start this guy. Yep. All right. Frymouth starter. Probably going to get me a top 12 week. So he'll be a, in the tight end one range, not the tight end, but a tight end one. Yep. Uh, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Comes in on the calculator 17.3. This is Oof. more valuable than a Hunter Renfro. This is 1.08. Which, as we've discussed, I think we're all kind of at a tier break of like seven. So this yeah. is like the next level. Would you give the 108? I don't think so. I mean, the answer, I think, should be yes. No, because... he's a tight end. Of course the answer is no, Russ. No, like like you said, here's, here's my thinking. I would never do it because you're right. If it's not the top guy's... You shouldn't pay for them. But if I'm Joe fantasy football player and I have the 108, I don't know the rookies all that well. I don't want to take the risk of the rookies because I want someone I've seen play. I think in a, I know what you're going to say. Just keep it in, in a tight end premium league, the value of a tight end, you can start every week and feel good about it is probably that second tier of a rookie pick. So I don't think it's a terrible price to the normal average person. We just know better. <laughs> you know, we know that it's not worth it. It's you can play matchups. If you just don't want to think about it, I would pay the 108 to not have to think about it. But if I'm willing to go set my lineups, all right, I got these three guys who's playing who, who has the better matchup, who's been on a streak, who's been whatever, 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 that that's better. I would rather take three dudes of either that tier or a tier below a mixture of those and make my decision as we go. But a late first for someone super steady, especially if they do the dumb thing and go with Haskins or Rudolph for this season. Oh my God. I think, I think that helps Fryermuth in general. So yeah, I get it. I, the answer I think should be yes to the normal person for us. I think the answer is no. The answer is probably no for me. Uh, because I would always rather have the running back or the wide receiver or the quarterback in Superflex, yeah, because the, the upside is so much higher. But and there's a but with this one. We talked about how hard the quarterback top five top tier uh, yeah. is to break. The tight end one, though, like we said, it's those five players. One of them is currently Travis Kelsey, 32 years old. 
Another's Darren Waller, 29 years old. Falling his way out of it already on his own, not even having to do with age. George Kittle, often injured, 28 years old. Yep. Those are the top five. I mean, there, there's Kyle Pitts, obviously. He's going to remain at number one for, for a, while. <laughs> a while. You're not cracking that. Mark Andrews also in there. He's on the younger side. He's 26. So, so he has like, a few years of staying up there. Yeah, he's got a few years. I would say Kittle probably has, you know, two or three years, probably sticking in that same area. Kelsey and Waller, though, we're already seeing their values decline. Yes. Quickly. Yes. Quickly. Kelsey, if I'm going to spend, if I'm going to spend a late first for a tight end, I'm going to go get Kelsey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you're telling me I can do that, then that's the answer. I I would rather have Kelsey and just like, I, I, he is starting to be traded for a single first at this point. Yes, his his value is absolutely just practically gone at this point. Yep. If he's not on a contending team and you want him, go offer for him right now. Because he's he's becoming less valuable. He's less valuable to the non-contending teams. So you yep. can scoop him off that team real fast. Uh, and he's still going to be just as productive. Like he's, he's that guy that's going to be productive until he retires. I mean, Gronk was pretty productive until he stopped playing. And then he came back and he was still pretty productive. Like yep. they, 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 they just have something to them, you know, like, and the quarterbacks like them. They, they, they are very, very good players. He will continue to be productive until he's not there, but because yep. he's 32, like that's what people are seeing, you know? So there is a chance that I think Friar Muth could get to that top tier, but it's a top tier of tight end. So like, does it really matter? Yeah, but we could also uh, shrink back to that. Okay, all we got is Gronk and Graham, and everyone else doesn't matter. Like we might just shrink that top five. That yeah. matter. Uh, I mean, they're still good. Like Hawkinson. Uh, well, we haven't gotten the list yet, so we will get. I guess we should get to the list. But yeah, should, yeah. but I wanted to point out that like there is room to rise on yes. the tight end list. I think that's that's the advantage of trying to get a tight end from what we're going to talk about in this list. Uh, but I, I to me, the one hundred eight too expensive. I'm, I'm not investing that. All right. So the list, I think Hawkinson's pretty clearly above him. Like to me, that's not even a discussion. Okay. So the rest of the list, then it's only five players, Russ. A nice, oh. nice, short, little tight list to end the show. Um, All right. Fant, Goddard, Gusecki. Friar Muth and one more. Muth and, oh, why am I blanking? I should know this. It's got to be super easy. Dawson Knox. There we what go. <laughs> there we go. All right. You got there. That's the list. So oh, that Friar, made me laugh. Thank you Friar for that. Muth, Goddard, Fant, Gesicki, and Knox. Goddard, Gesicki. Okay. And I'm just going to do this on the fly. Uh, I think Goddard is should be the first person here. Uh, he is established on his team. He is probably the first target getter uh, smith i think uh, did overtake him but still he's one of the main points of that offense in the passing game so i would i put goddard up there first muth second just because actually no if gaseki stays in miami i want gaseki i love the player I, i'm a sucker for penn state pass catchers which is in butts or candy is in nuts then every day would be earned to Donkey Day. But uh, there's no ifs or buts here. All right, but no. So that that's me saying I know it's the wrong answer. I know Muth is second, but I'm going to put Gusecki second. Muth third because, again, per, pure personal bias. That's the wrong answer. But this is my list, so I'm going to say it how I want it. 
And by the way, Muth and Gusecki, both Penn State uh, tight ends. Oh, so what do I have left? I have Knox and Fant. Yep. I don't care. I guess <laughs> I guess Knox first and then Fant because we know Knox's situation. We know we like that offense. Fant, it who's the quarterback is gonna matter. And there are more options in Denver that are better than the options that are around Dawson Knox, even taking Allen's legs into account. So I think I'd go Knox and Fant. I have Fryermuth first, Goddard second, tear yeah, break. I get it. And you're tier right. Break. And I <laughs> like don't care. That's uh and, and really I, I only kind of want Fryermuth above Goddard just because slight age difference. It's not even a lot. Like, so there's I really those two I I, I really don't have any problem with you putting Goddard number one. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh I'll take the small age discount. I think it's three or four years. And that's why I'll put Fryermuth at the top. I have Gasecki third, Fan fourth, and Knox fifth. Like you said, it's tight end. Don't really care. <laughs> I mean, but I'm I I am not going to go out and acquire Kyle Pitts at this time. As much as I love Kyle Pitts, I am not paying the price they pay up for him. That's why I took him in rookie drafts and rookie auctions, people, because that's a whole lot easier to acquire him. Kelsey feels like a good target. He's getting cheaper every day. It feels like it's yeah. craziness. Um, the others on the list, Waller, Kittle, and Andrews. Andrews I would like a lot too, but he's gotten very expensive. Waller and Kittle, I'm not really interested at their prices. So I'm pretty much looking at getting Kelsey or trying to figure out how to get one of these guys from this tier that's just less expensive and hoping that I hit. You know, so you have to pay a first for Friar Muth at this point. I mean, that because the that when I walk it through that way and what your other options are, it kind of does make you want to pay it, right? But I still, I still would rather just be like, well, how about I get Kasiki for a second? Hopefully, or, that, that's really where yeah, I was going like, with this. Like, I, I don't want to pay the first for Friar Muth, so I'll just shop elsewhere. Yeah, it's probably it's probably to. the fair going rate for him because he's better and he's got he's got more upside, whatever, more he's he's younger. Everything that we like makes him more expensive. But like, why? <laughs> like <laughs> why do what do you what, what do you really get out of that? Just fine. Give me a sicky for cheaper and I'll I'll be okay. I'll I, I can throw him in my starting lineup. Maybe he gets me, you know, seven to ten points a game. Hopefully catches a touchdown. What's yeah. Fryermuth getting me on a weekly basis? Like nine to eleven points a game. <laughs> yeah, not, like it's not a huge difference. Granted, I'd much rather have Kyle Pitts. Y'all should have taken Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I can't get a good offer for Kyle Pitts, and it's driving me nuts. I'm not even. I I don't think people will. I don't. I don't. I will not even look at offers. So, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would somebody would have to send me for me to be like, oh, accept. We're going to talk about an offer after this show, and I want to see if I should have accepted it. Okay. All right, but that's not for this show. This is the end of the trading day at Dynasty Wall Street. Two-person uh, show, and we went so much longer. So much longer. But also, Kane I'm going to edit out. Track. Yeah, I'm going to edit track. out like the two minutes of my dog fighting with my microphone cord, which was fun. True. But Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane wasn't here this week, but he's always here in our hearts. Ring the bell, we're out of here.